Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast brought to you by Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar. It is the National League Division Series. The Colorado Rockies advanced past the Chicago Cubs and played game one against Milwaukee in Wisconsin today. They ended up losing this game 3-2 to two in the 10th inning in a game in which their offense was essentially invisible until the ninth inning. And we'll get into that over the course of this podcast, uh, a special solo podcast for you today. We want to break down this game. We want to break down this loss and look towards game two on Friday where the Rockies have essentially a must-win game against the Brewers if they wish to continue in this abbreviated five-game series. Our podcast is always brought to you by our friends at Tap 14, the best rooftop bar in Denver. Tap 14 has 70 local Colorado beers on tap, 100 distilled Colorado spirits, and a terrific, delicious locally sourced, organic, and many times different kinds of menus there. Everything feels local. Everything is Colorado. My favorite spot in town. You can check it out when you're down in Lodo right there, 1920 Blake Street. It's close to the uh, the Coors Field home plate entrance. Make sure you go check that out. It's easy. Just a couple seconds walk literally away, whether you're in there for the Rockies game, and hopefully this continues beyond the NLDS. But even if it doesn't, they're open all year round, rain or shine, the best rooftop bar in Colorado, tap14.com. Check them out at their website. Spell it out, tap14.com. As we mentioned, the Rockies dropped game one of the NLDS to the Brewers in a 3-2 to two loss in the 10th inning. The Rockies had one hit through eight innings. Just one. One of them. Uno. That's it. Carlos Gonzalez hit a triple in the fifth inning. That was the only hit they had until the ninth when the Rockies did manage to get a comeback against Jeremy Jeffress. Uh, a pretty gutty performance for them. It would have been very easy to roll over. And then in the tenth inning, which was Adam Montevino's second inning of work, uh, a little loss of control ends up uh, walking Christian Yelich. Then after Yelich goes ahead and gets to the uh, he gets to second on a wild pitch by Ottavino, then gets singled in by Mike Moustakas. Moustakas, in that case, too, uh, down 0-2. For some reason, the guy who's got a, a high strikeout percentage like Moustakas, uh, Adam Ottavino seemed to have just missed through a strike. Uh, Moustakas did not miss. He ripped it, and game over for the Rockies. So, unfortunately, a tough way to win for them. Uh, they played well. Antonio Senzatella had the start. He was effective. Uh, only two runs allowed in the five innings. You know, is, is, it, is it Clayton Kershaw? No. But I think you're pretty happy with that when you know that's not your number one starter. The Rockies have to score more runs. Let me take a look into some of these numbers for you at the moment. They're they're ugly. I'll warn you. Uh, you, you might, if you have a significant other you're listening to with this, uh, hold hands or, or cuddle up or something because this is nasty. We watched the Rockies win the game against the Cubs in 13 innings, and that's terrific. They went 11 for 48 in that game, struck out 13 times to only three walks in that 13-inning contest. The Rockies, by the way, have only scored four runs in 23 postseason innings now at this point. That's 1.6 runs per nine innings. So when you look at Senzatella's two earned runs, it's pretty hard to complain because at a certain point, unless you're going to ask your starters, boy, you guys have to find a way to keep an ERA under two. That's going to be a, a very difficult ask for any of the Rockies pitchers going forward. So a, t- a tough break for them. Again, they have to find a way to score runs. Today, against the Brewers in NLDS Game 1-4 for 32 against Milwaukee with 12 strikeouts and only two walks. So, we'll add that up real quick. That's 15 hits in 80 at-bats, a batting average of 188 as a team 
They've walked five times and struck out 25 times. This Rockies team has almost struck out twice as many times as they have hits in their first two postseason outings. That simply can't happen. It's unsustainable. If the Rockies continue at this pace, they will find themselves home in rather short order. The frustrating thing about that is, in this case, this looks like a team they can actually beat. The Brewers went with a bullpen day. They decided to go with an opener. Brandon Woodruff was their opening pitcher, a reliever. He went a couple innings, and then they went through a mishmash of pitchers for the rest of the time. So a very bizarre sort of game in a lot of ways. Uh, It ends up with the Brewers pushing all the right buttons. Manager Craig Council doing a very, very good job. Uh, A longer game, as you'd expect. Six six pitchers go for the uh, Brewers, for the Rockies. Another six as well. Adam Montevino takes the loss. Uh, Woodruff, as I mentioned, gets the start, but not the win. That win goes to Joaquin Soria, who ended up as the pitcher of record. Gerardo Parra's last at bat against Soria just went to the warning track, caught by Yelich. The other two runs early, home run by Yelich. Kristen Yelich of the Brewers is going to be the NL's MVP, and deservedly so. The Rockies need to be aware of what he can do. He can get a steal. He did that as well. First Brewers player to steal and hit a homer in the same postseason game since 2011. So you're talking about a guy that can do just about everything everything the Rockies need to be very very aware of him Uh, he ended up burning the big time today and the problem was he didn't really have to the Rockies pitching has been outstanding there's no two ways about it they have been outstanding when you hold a a Cubs team to one in 13 innings then hold a Brewers team to three to three and ten it's really really good And, and this is I understand you look at the, the Ottavino a wild pitch. You look at a lot of those situations and people will say, okay, well, you can't make those mistakes. That's true. But when the Rockies aren't buying their pitchers margins for error by having these kind of performances at the plate, it is a significant problem. And you're just asking too much. This is not uh, Warren Spahn and, and Dizzy Dean and Greg Maddox and Clayton Kershaw in your rotation here. Uh, Herman Marquez is very good. Kyle Freeland should be in the top five for the Cy Young. Antonio Senzatella, only 23 years old, looks really good too. But you're asking way too much out of this. This is a team that hangs its hat on offense. They have simply been away without leave. It has to get fixed tomorrow in game two runners in scoring position has been a problem for this team all year if you've been a regular listener to this podcast you know that Uh, it continued again today it was that way before against the cubs they were one for ten with runners in scoring position today uh, as we record this following the uh, the game one of the nlds another one for five that's two for 15 with runners in scoring position when you have won one of those games and lost the other by one you know right where your problem is that's the stat, the one I've been harping on for a few months now. Runners in scoring position, the Rockies' approach at the plate has to be far, far better than it's been. They have to stop trying to hit home runs. They've got to stay within themselves. They've got to get the bats on the ball and make the Brewers make plays. So for the Rockies, that is going to be the goal in Game 2 and in Game 3 and however long this series lasts. We move on to Game 2 tomorrow on Friday. These games are going to be in the afternoon. Let's be completely honest here. Milwaukee and Denver are not exactly the glamour destinations for television audiences on a national basis. So they're going to be playing the day games. You can more or less count on that, even if it goes further in those TBD uh, time of first pitches end up being uh, determined to probably be in the afternoon. They'll play again on Friday afternoon for the Rockies. Tyler Anderson will take the hill. He will be opposed by 
Yolis Chassin, the former Rocky, who led Milwaukee in wins this season. So this is a team whose pitching the Rockies actually can beat, and it's what makes this such a missed opportunity in NLDS Game 1. They have a chance to go ahead and still put themselves in great position, though, with a Game 2 win and taking one of those first two on the road. More of a necessity than usual. Remember, this isn't a seven-game series. It's a five-game series. So uh, make sure you check that out. Obviously, there'll be a lot going on on Mile High Sports. Our uh, Rockies beat writer, Anilo Piro, is in Milwaukee. You make sure you check out all his content as well, as well as everything we're doing on Mile High Sports Radio, 1340 AM, 104.7 FM, if you're in the Denver region, or streaming online at milehighsports.com or in the free Mile High Sports app at all times. You can check that out uh, at any time you'd like, including listening to myself in the morning with my co-hosts, Nate Lundy and TJ Carpenter, where we'll be talking a lot more about the Rockies with guests and everything else you would expect as we continue to break down the Rockies' playoff run. So, game two coming up tomorrow. The Rockies down 1-0. A big matchup. They have an opportunity if they steal one on the road. They haven't even pitched Herman Marquez or Kyle Freeland yet. Steal one. The Rockies actually find themselves in very good shape. Lose on Friday. And things become very, very difficult indeed. Let's all hope for the best on Friday. And I will check with you again on Friday. We'll have an opportunity to break that game down as well as look at the rest of the postseason slate. I'm Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter at SDrotar. Reach out there if you'd like to contact me. I, I read it all. I try to write back. I'll make sure I say hi. And make sure to check out all our friends, our sponsors. They've been with us all year. They've been with us for the last two seasons. This is Colorado baseball's finest place, Tap 14. Make sure you check them out. Find them online at tap14.com. Spell it out, tap14.com. So for now, I'm Sean Drotar. This has been the Blake Street Irregulars on Mile High Sports.